It's been discussed many times that Rashi will address anything that is questionable in traditional Mikra. And if Rashi doesn't say anything, it's because it is self-understood either from the Pshat of the Pasik or from something that Rashi said earlier. In Vayakal Pkudeh, we have a number of questions. We're going to focus on one in Vayakal and one in Pkudeh. In Parsons Vayakal, it says, all the women that were inspired with wisdom, they spun the goats. So now she explains, they spun the wool while it was still on the goats. So the question we have on this Rashi is what is the benefit and advantage of spinning wool while it's still on the goat? Seemingly, it's easier once it's off the goat. So why would they do it while it's still on the goat? Also, if this is part of the excitement of the women to do for the Mishkan, with some extraordinary wisdom and talent, why was it only the goats and not the other wool, like the blue wool, the purple wool, etc.? Why were they not done while the wool was still on the sheep? Then we have a Rashi in Pekudeh. Rashi in Pekudeh says that Moshe told B'Tzalel to first make the kalim, the furnishings of the Mishkan, and then to make the actual Mishkan. So B'Tzalel said, Minig ha'olam, the, the way of the world, the industry practice, is that first you build the house, then you put the furniture inside. So Moshe said, you are correct. This is what Hashem told me to do. And this is what happens. B'Tzalel makes first the Mishkan, the, the walls and the, and the yiriyos, and then the furnishings, the kalim. So the question is, if we're following the order of the world, then why do we make the yiriyos, the top, the tapestries for the top, before the walls? The minigailam is, the first you build the walls and then you put up a roof. So why by the mishkan were the yiriyos, which was the roof, made before the kroshim, before the walls? Now the Bali Atayis say that the yiriyos were done first so that way as soon as the walls were put up, you could immediately cover the walls and they shouldn't be uncovered even for a moment. But number one, why? Number two, in Pshutosh Mikra, the way they did this was they brought everything, all the parts to Moshe and they put it all up at once. So anyway, as soon as the Krashim went up, the Yudias went on top. So why couldn't you make the Krashim first and then the Yudias? And Rashi doesn't say anything, not in Vayakal, not in Pekudai, about this question why the Yudias were made before the Krashim. So to understand this, we have to introduce two nuances in Rashi. Number one, the way Rashi says it is, he says, Tavuasa'izim, literally they spun the goats. Rashi says, this was a umnus yaseira, this was a great craftsmanship that they spun it while it was still on the goats. So why doesn't Rashi start with the fact that they spun it while it was on the goats and then say this was a, a great craftsmanship? Why does he start with the fact that it was a great craftsmanship and then say that they did it while it was on the goats? Number two, why does Rashi use the word umnus yaseira, a great craftsmanship, and not chachma yaseira, where number one, the Pasuk uses the word chachma, and number two, the Gemara uses the word chachma, and seemingly Rashi is source, sourced in the Gemara. So the answer to the question is like this. There's two psukim. One pasuk says that the women spun the blue wool, the purple wool, etc. And a separate pasuk that says that the women spun the wool off the goats. So the fact that it's in a separate pasuk and not included with everything else like it's been in the past, this teaches me that it was a different type of spinning. 
And since you can't spin goats, it must mean that Tavu is it means they spun the wool while it was connected to the goats. You don't even need Rashi to say this. The, the, the Ben Chamish understands from these words that it was spun off the goats. And why? The Ben Chamish, the five-year-old, understands that when you bring a carbon, if you bring something that's alive, it's a greater carbon than bringing something that's, let's say, growing in the ground. So if the threads are still connected to the goats, and they're still growing from the, gro- from the goats, it's still considered alive, especially if you learn that they actually brought the whole goat to the Mishkan, then clearly this is a much better carbon, and therefore they would bring it in a way where you could bring something that's alive. And now we could also explain why they didn't do this to the blue wool and the purple wool, because that wool had to be dyed. So you yeah, anyway had to re- remove it from the, from the goat or the sheep in order to dye it. And therefore, you might as well spin it while it was off the goat as well. And on this, since it's self-understood, Rashi doesn't really have to explain that it was spun off the goats, because that you understand from the Pasuk itself. What Rashi is adding is that this was an umnus yaseira. It was a better product. The craftsmanship was better, because when you work with thread that's still connected to the, to the goat, it is softer, it is more malleable, and therefore it could make a better product. Based on this, we can now understand why the Yudias were made before the Krashim. Because the women were very eager, and they brought their stuff right away. They couldn't, and they, they, they brought the goats with the spun wool on it. They couldn't postpone the making of the Yudias. Because, number one, if you leave it on the goat, the, the hair is going to grow, and that, the, the new growth won't be spun. Also, it's a concept of Tzar Balichayim. It's difficult for the goat when the wool is all spun on it. So therefore, you want to take the, the thread off right away. And just like the, the spinning is Umnus Yiseda, also the weaving is Umnus Yiseda. Also the weaving is better when you do it the closer to the time that it was on the, that it was on the animal. And therefore, as soon as they brought it to the, to the Mishkan, immediately they took it off. So that way it shouldn't grow and it shouldn't cause Sabah Lechaim. And immediately they wove it in order to get the best possible product, which is why the Yudias were made before the Krashim. Then we have an idea in Halacha, in Yonim Mufloim, an incredible idea in Halacha. And to introduce this, we bring in uh, the following question. The Raghachavar asks that the women were not obligated in the building the Mishkan. Because the building of the Mishkan is a mitzvah sasei, shazman grama, it's a time-based mitzvah, because it was not allowed to be done at night. And according to the Tam, a woman cannot prepare a mitzvah that she herself is not obligated to do. For example, she's not allowed to make tzitzis, because she's not obligated to wear tzitzis. So in that case, how are the women obligated and allowed to partake in the building of the Mishkan. Says the Rakachavar, there's two aspects to the building of the Mishkan. One aspect is the actual building. Another aspect is the fact that we need a place to have karbonis. So in the actual building, women are not obligated and therefore cannot partake in the building. But in the part that you, the fact that you need a place for karbonis, women are obligated in karbonis and therefore they are obligated in creating a place in order to bring karbonis. And therefore they are allowed to partake in the parts of the Mishkan that are necessary for karbonis. So when we talk about the Yeridios, according to the Gemara, once you have the first covering on the Mishkan, it is already kosher for Karbanis, and therefore the women can only partake in that, uh, in the Yeridios, the lowest one, which was made out of Tchelis Vargaman, the blue wool, the purple wool, but they cannot partake in the next one. And therefore says the Dark Chover that the, the, the first one, the lowest one, the women partook in the weaving, in the spinning, in the weaving, etc. Because th- they were obligated in it, because it was needed for the Karbanis. 
but the second one, the Yerius Izim, that one was not necessary for Karbanus, and therefore the woman could not partake in it, but only if they did it in this way, that was a Chachma, that it was a wisdom, and not a Malacha, not actually part of the, the work, then they were allowed to participate in it, because it wasn't actually a Malacha, it was something that was just a wisdom. That's the Raga Chavar's explanation. What does Rashi say? So the Rebbe says that from the fact that Rashi says the word umnus yaseda and not chachma yaseda, it was a craftsmanship, this teaches us that Rashi holds that it was a malacha. And how could Rashi say that? Because Rashi is going according to Pshat. According to Pshat, the word oihel, covering, is on the Mishkan, is referring to the covering of the Yudias Ism, the goat wool covering. Which means that according to Rashi, you need both coverings in order to bring Karbanus. So the women, since they are obligated in Karbanus, and obligated in making a place in order to, to have Karbanus, therefore they are obligated not just in the in the Yudias, in, in the lowest tapestry, they are also obligated in the second tapestry, the one of the goat wool, which was necessary in order to bring, also necessary according to Rashi, to, in order to bring Karbanis, and therefore, according to Rashi, he calls it an umnus, because it was a malacha, it was a, it was a work, and the women were allowed to, do, to partake in it, because it was necessary for bringing of the Karbanis. And according to this, this also teaches us that according to Rashi, it's possible that Rashi would hold that if a person does this on Shabbos, he weaves threads off of an animal on Shabbos, he would be chayif, like the opinion in the Gemara that says that it's considered a malacha. Because since according to Rashi, it's considered a malacha, therefore you'd be chayiv on Shabbos, and you can even say that this is the source of it. How does the Gemara know that you'd be chayiv for doing this? Because since it was a malacha in the Mishkan, and all the malachas of Shabbos are learned from the Mishkan, then from here you could learn that this is considered a malacha, and you'd be chayiv on Shabbos. Now we have the lessons that we could be learned. And the question is, what, what, what's the, what, why is it necessary to tell us this detail that the women were inspired with wisdom and they, and they spun the, the thread off the goats? Seemingly, it's not relevant anymore for the future. Whatever happened, happened. So from this, we learn a lesson in the building of a Mishkan for Hashem. Every year is obligated to build a Mishkan for Hashem. And we have two lessons. Lesson number one is that if, a, if Hashem, if the Eibishter, gives someone a special talent, special ability, he should know that it's not just for themselves, or himself or herself. It is to be utilized to make a mishkan for Hashem, a dwelling place for Hashem. Just like the women um, had this special talent to be able to weed, to spin thread off of an animal. They didn't say, oh, we weren't told to do it this way. They realized that they were, and they were inspired to do this in the best possible way in, in order to serve Hashem. So therefore, we too have to utilize our talents in, to make this world into a dwelling place for Hashem. And not just our talents, but anything that Abishar gives us. If Abishar gives us extra money one week or one time, then we have to utilize this to give extra stucker because anything that Abishar gives us should be utilized in the building of a Mishkan for Hashem. The second lesson that we take is how careful we have to be with not causing a person pain. If we see with regards to causing an animal pain, we change the order of the world and we make the Yeriyos before the Krashim in order to alleviate some of the behemoth's discomfort, how much more so do we have to take care of a person to not cause them pain? And especially if it's a spiritual pain, a person that is, is bare, is naked of mitzvahs, and he needs to be given mitzvahs, he needs to be clothed in mitzvahs, and a person might say to themselves, oh, I have to take care of myself first, I have to learn, I have to dive, and I have to eat, etc. Says the Torah that if you're talking about someone else's tsar, someone else's pain, and there's no greater pain than being 
naked of mitzvahs, then you have to turn over the whole order and do everything differently in order to help this person to take away their pain and give them mitzvahs. And the same thing is learning Torah. You have to first take care of the person to give them Torah, which is bread, and only then do you take care of yourself. And when we do it this way, we utilize our talents, then we merit the ultimate base of Mikdash, and with the time of Mashiach, where the hunger and the thirst will be for the words of Hashem, and we'll be able to satisfy this hunger with the learning and the, and the, and the experiencing through Mashiach Tzidkenu.